Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, my name is Nigel Jones. I'm the Sales and Marketing Director of PPG, a practice plan group of companies that includes Practice Plan, DBAS and Medenta. I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes giving my um, initial thoughts around the current state of play with the uh, NHS contract in England. Um, obviously, um, I'm alive to the fact that there's um, lots of changes happening around the rest of the UK. I know in Scotland recently, there have been some, some thoughts around how the contractual arrangements would shape up there, but I'm going to focus on England for the moment. And in part because it's been confirmed now that um, there is an expectation of practices moving to the 100% activity target, which was you know, pretty much uh, trailered. It's what everyone was expecting to happen, but I suppose quite a number of us were clinging to the hope that there would be a recognition that despite the withdrawal of the IPC guidance, COVID rates are high and rising. My own family, um, half of them had COVID only a couple of weeks ago. So there's a lot of COVID still around and that has to be potentially very disruptive for practices. So to set them uh, a target of 100% of activity seems uh, really quite um, ambitious, I think it would be a fair to say. And it's going to put practices under an awful lot of pressure. So the other thing that we're waiting for at the moment is some insight into what contract reform might look like. And uh, that, I think, is is difficult. I think we're going to um, very soon get the announcements around um, what has been badged as quick wins, um, but could get kind of represented as contractual reform. I think longer term contractual reform is 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 some way off yet. And I think there's a lot of discussion, a lot of negotiation yet to happen. So. I don't think anything um, significant is going to be announced anytime soon. It's my sense of things. It might change, of course, but that's my sense at the moment. But with regard to the the so-called um, quick wins, um, again, I'm not entirely convinced that um, uh, from what I'm hearing that they're going to be what people want and need to hear to give them hope uh, about the NHS and uh, a desire to remain within the NHS. So I know there's... there's um, a suggestion that there's going to be further um, kind of refocusing on children and uh, say vulnerable adults, those kind of priority groups. And we sort of saw a bit of that with um, flexible commissioning, but maybe a further move in that direction where those um, groups of patients are prioritised over others. There's a little bit of talk around uh, a changing of the UDA bands, maybe to try and encourage um, people to see people with high needs um in a way that the current banding system um, tends to discourage people and i think hand in hand with that would, would come a um uh, a sort of a, an attempt to dissuade uh, the worried well or, or indeed the well from attending uh, a dental practice as often as they used to which um you know as, as ever i'm slightly worried about that in terms of what that means for regularity of oral cancer screening but um it's also driven by or it feels like it's driven by financial needs rather than um genuine patient care needs. So that would be an interesting one to see how that actually manifests itself. But I think the reason why there has to be this trade-off in terms of potentially seeing people with high needs at the expense of people with low needs is because it's been made absolutely clear again and again, there is no um, additional money. There's no extra budget going to get put into dentistry. And if anything, you could argue that the existing budget continues to be eroded at the moment as it's not at all clear 
where money um, either unspent or clawed back is going because it doesn't appear that all of it is going into dentistry. So if anything, the budget is declining. So without more money, it's really hard to see how we tackle some of those fundamental issues of uh, waiting lists and access and the backlog of, of treatment need that has been created during the course of, of the pandemic. And uh, also without more money, it, it is difficult to see how um, the NHS um, becomes attractive enough for um, particularly associates to remain main within it. Um, I think everyone's familiar with the workforce issues. They're not going away anytime soon. Yes, of course, we can look to um, bringing in more overseas dentists. Yes, we can we can look to um, making sure that it's it's as easy as possible for European dentists to, to be able to come in. Um, and we can look to um, use therapists and hygienists maybe to a much greater extent than we've um, done before. But none of these are going to be material quick fixes. And I think the, the workforce issues are, are what's really going to drive, drive change within NHS dentistry. Time and time and time again at the moment we're hearing stories. In fact, only earlier this week um, I heard of someone with a very substantial NHS contract that six months ago was told by their NHS associates that the practice would have to see some substantial changes to the NHS contractor arrangement, or they would um, be looking to join a private practice and leave the NHS practice unless the owner of that practice took that, that particular practice private. Six months has elapsed, they've not been given any more hope or encouragement and um, it now looks very much as if that practice owner is going to take their practice um, into the private side and away from the NHS. I'm sure there'll be some opportunity for negotiating with the LAT to reduce contract sizes. Maybe, just maybe, some of these um, supposed quick wins will um, uh, encourage one or two of the associates, it's quite a large practice, to, to remain um, uh, committed to the NHS for a little while longer. But I think, I think that's, that's the main problem at the moment. In order to make sure that NHS dentistry remains attractive to enough dentists to service the need, something fundamental has to change. And we do not appear to be um, anywhere close to the kind of fundamental change that will be required. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see how um, things uh, unfold over the, the coming weeks and months. And uh, I look forward to maybe coming back and talking through what has actually been announced as and when it happens. Many thanks for listening.